Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. Following this historic decision overturning Roe v. Wade, everything could be lost if we don't fight for life. We're going to be talking about this on Faith and Freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Holly Mead. Well, Holly, we need to begin, obviously, by giving thanks to God that, in fact, this historic event occurred in our lifetime. I believed, without a doubt, that I would live to see the day, and here we are. The Supreme Court of the United States has concluded, as it should have a long time ago, that it had no constitutional basis for the right to kill a child. It's just common sense. It's not in the Constitution, never has been. And we said that all along. And they've now overturned the 1973 Roe v. Wade decision, as well as the Planned Parent versus Casey 1992 decision. Abortion is gone at the U.S. Supreme Court. It's an incredible victory, and it's making those pro-abortion death culture people, and now you're really seeing a death mm-hmm. culture come out that's very violent, those individuals are livid, and now the fight has gone to the states. So what the Supreme Court did is say that there's no right to an abortion in the Constitution, which is true. Now the battle goes back to all 50 states, and some of those states have what's called trigger laws, and other states have pre-row laws, laws that were in effect prior to January 22, 1973, that banned or restricted abortion in a very significant way but are still on the books. And so once that restraining against them is removed, i.e. Roe versus Wade and its progeny, then those laws go back into effect. Those are not trigger laws. Those are pre-Roe laws. There's other laws that are called trigger laws, and those are laws that a number of states passed in anticipation of the time when the Supreme Court would return the matter to the states, and then those laws go into effect now that this historic event occurred. Yeah, I mean, we saw in a couple states, as soon as the high court overruled the Roe decision, that they automatically banned abortion in those states. Yeah, and you have a number of states that there's litigation going in, there's lower court judges that have blocked some of those laws from going into effect. However, there's already some activity at the state Supreme Courts of those various Mm -hmm. states where those state Supreme Courts have stepped in and said no, overturning the lower court decision. So those laws are going into effect. So it changes day by day, week by week. The battle is incredibly intense. I got an email from someone when I talked about this in one of our emails saying the war, the battle has been won. A battle has been won. A significant right. battle. The beginning has been of the won. battle, yeah. It's kind of like if you go back to the book of Esther. What happened in the book of Esther is there was a certain day that the Jews were going to be eliminated. The king could not undo that decree. What he did was he issued a second decree and gave the Jews the opportunity to defend themselves. And that's what they did. In the first decree, they were just going to be slaughtered. In the second decree, they could defend themselves, and so they did, and they survived. And now today the Jews celebrate the Feast of Purim. It's kind of like this. In terms of the states, they were hamstrung. They were able to regulate and restrict abortion at different levels or different degrees, but they weren't able to 
completely ban abortion and certainly not anything before pre-viability. So all of the 15-week abortion bans that have recently come up and the one that was before the Supreme Court, the heartbeat bill ban and other kinds of bans, those would all be struck down under a Roe system. Right, because it was legal from a federal perspective. Right, and the Roe v. Wade would superimpose itself on the various states. So they were allowed to regulate certain areas of abortion, but only up to a certain extent. Now what Roe has done is uh, allowed the states essentially kind of like the equivalent of being able to defend life. So they have the freedom now to defend Mm -hmm. life. And so that's the battle that's going on in the various states. Yeah, for example, in Florida, the governor had signed a 15-week ban. Then I believe a judge blocked that. So now it will go to the Florida Supreme Court, which is a positive sign because that's a pro-life court now, thanks to the governor. Yeah, that's an interesting scenario. And you're going to have this play out in different ways in different courts. But when Governor Ron DeSantis was um, inaugurated as the governor of the state of Florida, he had immediately the option to appoint three new justices at the Florida Supreme Court. There are seven justices there. Three of those individuals are all liberal judicial activists. They termed out because of their age, and so he put three people on that Florida Supreme Court. Actually, put five people. Yeah, I know one of them, and she's very pro-life, so it's very encouraging to see how he's changed the court in Florida. He actually nominated five judges, justices, on the Florida Supreme Court, and uh, President Trump took two of those individuals on the Florida Supreme Court and then elevated them to the Federal Court of Appeals for the Mm -hmm. 11th Circuit. So they were a good selection. So five of (laughs) the nominees, three of them are on the Florida Supreme Court, two of them are on the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals, the Federal Court of Appeals. But that means that you have now a supermajority for the first time in my lifetime Mm -hmm for decades and decades in Florida, of a Florida Supreme Court that is comprised of constitutionalist originalists. And that grants an opportunity to take this new challenge against the Florida 15-week abortion ban to the Florida Supreme Court Mm -hmm. and have that court, as an originalist court, overturn the activist decision going back to 1989 called N. Ray T.W., In that decision, back in 1989, it originated out of Central Florida. I was a volunteer general counsel at the time for Florida Right to Life. This was just before Liberty Council was founded in 1989, but I was in private practice, and I was general counsel of Florida Right to Life. And I wrote the brief to the Florida Supreme Court. At the time, this case came out of Central Florida with a minor who wanted to have an abortion without the parent's knowledge or consent. The case went up to the Florida Supreme Court very quickly, and this activist court in Florida ruled that there was a right to abortion in the Constitution and then had something like this to say, that the fetus, in their words, was just a highly specialized group of cells Mm -hmm. solely dependent upon the mother for support. I mean, that's just unbelievable. So it became more radical than even Roe v. Wade in 1989. You know, it's interesting how they use these different euphemisms. When they want to kill a child, it is a fetus. But we refer to it as a baby. It's a baby the moment of conception. And when they want to keep the child, they talk about it as a baby. Right. And a mother doesn't say, you know, my baby is... uh, Well, she doesn't say my fetus is uh, six months now. It's like I'm in my 
six months of pregnancy. They don't say my fetus, they say my baby. Or like one of the horrific pictures we saw, the protesters at the Supreme Court, the woman who was very pregnant wrote on her stomach, this is not human yet. Right. Really? So in Florida, this will be a great opportunity because right now in Florida, nothing has changed as a result of the Florida Supreme Court decision of 1989. But that will make a mirror replica on mm -hmm. the Florida level that we had in the federal level with a 15-week abortion ban overturning Roe. A 15-week abortion ban will likely be the catalyst to overturn this 1989 N. Ray T.W. decision. And it's not just going out and helping crisis pregnancy centers, although it clearly includes that. And supporting them financially. And, and supporting yeah, financially and encouraging yeah. people that are going through uh, unplanned pregnancies. I mean, most pregnancies are frankly unplanned. Very few are planned. But you need to be there to help people, no question. And yeah, there should be compassion. no excuse for women not to have help. The churches should be there helping them with and clues and promoting adoption and, right. and encouraging adoptive parents. At the same time, it's not just that. You need to educate from the Bible and from science right. what is happening in the womb. Right now, you know, when people say, well, I'm in favor of abortion or these polls, so many percent are in favor, so many percent are opposed. Those that are in favor, I can guarantee you they don't know about what's actually happening. How often does your church address the issue of human sexuality, of contraceptives, of abortion, of all of these different things, of fetal development? Those are things that people deal with in their everyday life about pregnancy. All of those things, stop ignoring this because it is part of our God's given creation and a blessing. And it is clearly addressed in the Bible. All these different principles are rooted in the Bible. So the church really needs to step up and begin educating as well as supporting people in their community and around the country. For more information, go to Liberty Council's website. We're going to be and are on the front lines of continuing to defend and advance life in all 50 states and in Congress, lc.org. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Get informed and get involved today. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org, where you can obtain email alerts and other information to keep you informed and involved. The website again, lc.org. You can also call us at 407-875-1776. Again, that phone number, 407-875-1776. Become an active partner of Liberty Council and make a difference in your community and across the nation. The website again, lc.org.